I had kind of a little mini divine appointment today. Uh, um, I, I was able to speak to someone. Uh, they were just really open, and I had no idea that he was a Christian. We were out doing a couple of things. Actually, I was shooting some baskets, and I'd noticed that he was really, really good. He did not miss one shot. And so I picked a ball up, and I kind of walked over there, and I started shooting myself. And I said, did you play? And he told me that he played, you know, for a community college and for a high school. And then I started shooting a couple threes, and by the grace of God, they went in. And uh, we were just we were just kind of playing around, just shooting around. And, and uh, we introduced one another. I said, you know, I pastor a church in Hayward. He said, oh, really? I said, yeah, for 40 years, Heart of the Bay Christian Center. And he knew where we were. And he said, oh, he said, I, I uh, used to attend a church, a pastor friend that I know. And, and uh, so I'm believing God for him that he's going to, you know, just get, praise the Lord, in church. Amen. Uh, there's a lot of people that are out of church that need to be get, getting back in church. You know, there's so many people that are needed in the Lord's army. I mean, every hand needs to be on deck in this, in this hour in which we live. So it's kind of a little uh, mini divine appointment, I believe. You know, when you say that you're always in the right place at the right time, saying the right things with the right people, God will make sure that you get to those right places. Amen? And so what we need to do is be expecting divine appointments, expecting, you know, people to be, to be drawn. We're the light of the world, right? In Christ Jesus, and people are drawn to the light. Amen. And then I had a, another nice little thing happen today and went to the car wash. And I always tip this um, fella uh, really well. And uh, I, I talked to him a little bit about the Lord. And, and uh, he uh, basically asked him, are you Catholic? And he said, no, I'm not Catholic. I'm a Christian. I said, oh, praise the Lord. That's great. And I said, is this your wife? And he said, no, family member, her name was Gloria. He says, you know what Gloria means, right? So I lifted up my hands and said, Gloria, Gloria Dios. And so there's all sorts of little divine appointments out there for you. I said, are you doing well? Do you need anything? Do you need any prayer? He said he was doing fine. So just, just be mindful of this great harvest that's out there. There's so many precious people out there that the hand of God is upon. And you've got to know that he's working with them. He's speaking to him. Amen. And all of us are ambassadors. You don't have to be a pastor. All you got to do is open your mouth and be led by the Holy Ghost. And he'll lead you to the right people at the right time. Because you're always in the right place at the right time, saying the right things with the right people. Amen. Do you believe that, sweetheart? I think you do. Praise the Lord. Didn't she preach a good message last Wednesday night? Mm. I tried to talk her into preaching about corn tonight, but she said, now the potatoes was enough. They can only handle so much. <laughs> yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's open our Bibles tonight to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, and we'll look at uh, a few verses here tonight. Father, thank you so much. For this group that has come tonight, and we welcome all of our online community, all of our online folks that are here. 
online. God bless you, and may you be blessed by the Word of God. And so, Lord, we draw from the wisdom of God. We draw from the anointing tonight, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1, he says, And I, brethren, this is Paul speaking, When I came to you, I came not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Now, how many of you know that the Apostle Paul was educated? But he didn't depend on his education. He depended on the anointed one and his anointing. Now notice in verse 2, he says, For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's powerful right there. In other words, He is the one that I have on my mind. You know, just like the Apostle Paul, how many of you want to know Jesus more and more? You know, his prayer was that I may know Him and that I may know the power of His resurrection. And so in verse 3, he says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. How many of you know that none of us in the flesh aren't nearly enough to get the job done? The Apostle Paul, you understand, was dealing with the Corinthians. And the Corinthians were a very, very carnal bunch. We could go into some of their carnality, but we don't want to talk about their carnality. But just understand that this, that that was the Las Vegas of that day. It was infested with idol worship. It was infested with demonic spirits. And the Apostle Paul probably is thinking, how? How in the world can this be? But he recognized that his speech in verse 4, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of wisdom of the wisdom of men of man's wisdom but my speech and my preaching demonstrated the very power of God hallelujah it's a wonderful thing when you are so filled and saturated with the holy ghost that even your speech even the way that you talk demonstrates the goodness of God and demonstrates the power of God to where people all around you can sense the very goodness of God on your life flowing through you. Amen? Amen. You see, we don't want people to leave our presence with being impressed with us. We want them to be impressed with Jesus. This is our desire. Faith in the power of God. In verse 5, he says, That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but your faith should stand in the power of God. So Apostle Paul says, I'm counting on him. I'm counting on him to show up. I'm counting on him to demonstrate his power. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, I have faith. In the, power of God. in the power of God. Now I want to read something from 2 Timothy, and I believe it's in chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. It talks about um, people denying the power of God. In verse 1 it says, This know that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, 
unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, notice this, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And then in verse 5 it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. What does the Bible say to do? Join up with them? Join their group? Get all heady and high-minded and fall in love with yourself over and over and over again? And love pleasures and just live for yourself? No, the Word of God is very clear. He says, from such, turn away. You see, the gospel that you and I have is not to be in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. You know, you start talking about the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. You start talking about signs and wonders and demonstrations. A lot of people backpedal. Now, not in this case, not in this family. Amen. But, you know, even when Jesus walked about and did good, they would say things like, wow, we've seen strange things today. And other people even accused them of having a a devil. But how many of you here tonight, you want to have more? How many are candidates for more of the power of God? We do not want to be those who deny the power of God. We We want to be those who access the power of God. See the power of God demonstrated and give all the glory to the all-powerful one, God Almighty, the God who is more than enough. You know, the book of Hebrews, it talks about tasting of the good word of God. And it talks about tasting of the powers of the world to come. The powers of the world to come are those manifestations and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at it in Hebrews 6. Verses 4 and 5. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift. How many of you have tasted the heavenly gift? Amen. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. You know, I love teaching. I love the ministry of, of the Spirit of God and teaching. I love the anointing that flows there. Thank God the Word of God is good. Amen? Amen. But it, we should not just all be all Word people. We need to be Word people and Holy Ghost people believing for the power of God to manifest. Amen? He doesn't want us to get us all intellectual and heady but staying hungry for this good word and staying hungry for the powers of the world that are to come. I love what the psalmist said. He said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you taste of His word and when you taste of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost and when you see the very glory of the Lord in manifestation, And when His presence comes upon a congregation and you experience the presence of God in your own life, my brothers and sisters, there is nothing in this world that can touch it. There is nothing in this world that can duplicate the goodness of God 
and the presence of God. And sobre que estavre nista para neste. And so it's up to us to stay hungry. And so it's up to stay accessing the very power of God and not drawing back because we don't see it or feel it, but yea, pressing in and drawing nigh to God. For as you draw nigh to me, saith the Lord, I will draw nigh to you with all that I am and with all that I have, and my goodness shall be seen and shall abound more and more in your midst. Amen? I believe it. Someone say, I believe it too. Amen. So we want what Jesus had when he walked this earth. We want what they had in the book of Acts. Resurrection power. The dead being raised. The blind receiving their sight. The lame to walk. The poor to be made rich. The broken to be made whole. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's happening in this place. And a lot of people want to explain away the power of God. And they'll say things like, well, that was Jesus. And that was just for the early church. Well, in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38... It talks about God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing what? He went about doing good and he healed all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now let's keep that verse up there right now. Notice with me that Jesus needed to be anointed to do the good. He would never have been able to go about doing good in healing all that were oppressed of the devil if he had not been anointed by his father. His father anointed him with healing virtue. And so we see then that if he was operating as God, he would not have needed to be anointed. And I've got good news for you tonight. He's still anointing people. I'm going to shout it from the housetops. He's still anointing people. Amen. And here's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1.21. He said, Now he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us. He has anointed you. You are anointed. You do not have to beg for the anointing. You are anointed. Notice this. Now he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. And so the same Father who anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power put that same anointing in us and on us. And we know what the anointing does. You know what the anointing does because you have experienced the anointing. The anointing removes the burdens and it destroys the yokes. 
it removes oppression and it removes depression and it removes fear from people's lives. Hallelujah. I love that. And is that good? Well, he's not the only one that's anointed. The Apostle Paul was anointed. You know, Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. We could say he was the firstborn of many brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And you see, all throughout the book of Acts, his anointing upon his disciples, his anointing upon his men and women of God. It was really strong on the Apostle Paul. Because in Acts chapter 19 and verse 11 and verse 12, oh, praise God. He says, And God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body, everyone say from his body, from his body were brought unto the sick, what? Handkerchiefs or aprons. In other words, Paul was so anointed with the Holy Ghost that those aprons and those handkerchiefs became like storage batteries saturated with the power of God. It came from his body. Oh, I love that. And they brought these handkerchiefs and aprons to people that were sick. And the diseases departed from them. Understand, the Apostle Paul wasn't present, but the power was present. And when that cloth or that handkerchief was placed upon the diseased, they were healed. But not only that, evil spirits went out of them. Hallelujah. Oh, the power of God is real. It was upon Paul and it is upon you. So we must not ignore the anointed one. We must not ignore the spirit within. And we must cultivate communion with the spirit so he comes upon us and changes us. And turns us into another man. We must cultivate this fellowship with him. Talk to him. And commune with him. And pray in your heavenly language. Praying in the spirit. Causes you to become more spirit conscious. Praying in the spirit causes you to be more God-inside-minded. For praying in the Spirit is surely a great tool in praying for others, in supplication and intercession. But praying in the Spirit is also a valuable benefit for you individually. And so as you pray, Anointing gets stirred up on the inside of you. As you pray, you get turned, you get built up 
and you rise up higher and higher. And that which is on the inside of you will begin to flow to the outside. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost right now. There's a river of anointing flowing out of you when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray a little a bit more. Makasori. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glimpses, 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 glimpses will come to you as you pray. Ahaha, the spirit of knowing and the spirit of seeing shall come to you. You'll see things and you'll know things. You'll go from a place of praying in the spirit to build yourself up to a place where you speak forth in the spirit and you change things around you. You change nations, you change families, you change cities. You address wicked spirits sometimes in the heavenly places and the anointing flows out of you and through you and pulls down and brings down those assignments and those strategies of the evil one. So take it not for granted that I have filled you with all the fullness of God. Yea, you are filled in this day, in this hour for a purpose. Not only for helping you and building you, but also to bring change to the things that are around you. To the strategies, to the assignments of the evil one. Oh, yes, it is the anointing that puts a stop on those things. It is the anointing that destroys the yokes. It is the anointing that removes the burdens. So take it not lightly as you pray. But pray confidently and pray boldly and pray consistently. Oh, and you'll see the goodness of God and the very power of God activated as you pray in faith in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's pray a little bit more. Aponore, aparonore, amato, operation, operation, an operation of the Spirit, an operation, haha, operations, manifestations, manifestations, matoridiste, flow through you as you pray in the Holy Ghost. You may not even know, you may not even know what's being affected, but oh, says the Lord, things are moving, things are shaking, things are changing from my. Th- Oh, Basedemara. Om Ridishe Kedema Sadne Demat. Manglum Rende Bajula Brandade Dea. 
Afasore, Afasore. We have faith. We have faith in the power of God. Lord, may our speech, may our speech not be with enticing words of man's wisdom. May our speech be flooded with the Spirit of grace flowing through us. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. There are some things that I don't even know how to articulate, but I just know that things happen when you get into that place in the realm of the Spirit and you begin to flow. <laughs> you flow and things begin to move. Hallelujah. I was praying uh, for the nation here not too long ago. And uh, these words came out of my spirit. I, I just started doing like we're doing tonight. You know, just praying in the Holy Ghost. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying for rain in the time of the latter rain. Praying for an awakening in the nation. Hallelujah. Praying for an awakening. And then all of a sudden, out of my spirit came these words. I started praying for a supernatural intervention into the apprehension of criminals. A supernatural intervention into the apprehension of things going on down on the border. A supernatural, not natural, but a supernatural intervention. An intervention from the head of the church. An intervention from the Holy Ghost. Not a natural, but a supernatural intervention into the apprehension. In other words, that those things that people are doing, they'd be caught. That they would be apprehended. And as a result, that apprehension would bring a stop to certain areas. And there's just a whole lot of criminals out there. I mean, from trafficking children. And I don't want to get into everything, but there's just some things that are wrong that only by the Holy Ghost and by the supernatural power of God that they're going to be made right. And so that's why God is counting on us. God's counting on us to pray much in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Put your hand over your heart and say, I will pray. I will pray much in the Holy Ghost. And so this supernatural intervention releases the power of God, but it also releases angels. For are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? There is angelic intervention available for you. There is angelic intervention available for us to make a difference in this world. Amen. So say with me, supernatural intervention into the apprehension. Ooh, glory to God. And so the power of God is real. The power of God is real. And so we must be open to the Spirit of God. How I many of you know the Bible says that signs will follow those who believe? 
So this cannot be minimized just to the master or just to those in the book of Acts. Because here's what Jesus said in John 14. He said in verse 10, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but notice this, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Notice that Jesus never ever took credit for it. He said it's the Father. He said in John 5, and in verse 30, he said, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Because I seek not my own, but the will of him that sent me. He was God-dependent. We must be Father dependent. We must be Holy Ghost dependent. Woo, glory to God. How many of you are willing to depend on Him for everything in your life? Let Him lead you. Let Him guide you. Let Him bring you to where He wants to bring you. Amen. Verse 11. He said, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Read verse 12 with me. In John 14, verily, verily, I say unto you, John 14, 12, he that believeth on me, do you believe on him? The works that I do shall he do also. And what? Thank God for the greater works. Greater works than these shall he do because I have gone to my father. So, The Father never intended for Jesus to be the only one. Read verse 13 and 14. Are you ready to shout a bit? Let's read it together. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, get bold. Ask, declare in the name of Jesus and he will do it. Faith in the power of God. See, we're not preaching ourselves, are we? But we're preaching Jesus. We're not coming in our own way. We're coming in God's way. Amen. I think the less we spend time talking about ourselves, the better off we'll be. Talking about my revelation and, you know, God showed me and this happened in my meetings. Well, that's great and that's wonderful, but it has to be with the foundation of to God be the glory. You see, we're simply vessels. We're simply vessels. There's been more than one person in God, mightily used of God, that fell Because they drew attention to themselves. Money became their main mission. All of a sudden, the Lord was not in the focal point of the people's eyes and the people's mind. And it's so easy, even as Christians, to get into preacher's idol worship. It's very true. 
Thank God for men of God. Thank God for women of God who take their shoes off and know that the ministry is holy ground. And we need to be very careful and very cautious about sanctifying Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. Separating Jesus from ourselves. Because we're clay pots. We're, we're simply jars of clay. Well, I know who we are in Christ. But without Him, we can't do anything. Notice with me in 2 Corinthians 4, 5, and 6, he says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, verse 6, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It is all about Him. Read verse 7 with me. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Say it with me. He is the source of all power. But I will say this. We have something amazing in these clay pots. Amen. And so we see here that Paul was dependent on the anointing. The anointing helped him to teach, helped him to heal, helped him to bring revelation. Amen. In Luke chapter 3, let's look over there in verse 21 through 23. And let's differentiate between a man and the anointing. In Luke chapter 3 verse 21 Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying that the heavens were open. Verse 22. And the Holy Ghost descended upon him in a bodily shape like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am what? I am well pleased. Notice verse 23. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as supposed the son of Joseph, which which was the son of Eli. And so, Jesus was baptized with the Holy Ghost in the River Jordan. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And we see what happened immediately in Luke chapter 4. How many know the devil does not like it when children of God get filled and stay filled with the Holy Ghost? In Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward got hungry. And the devil said unto him, If you be the Son of God, command that this stone be made bread. All of a sudden, Jesus got bombarded. Why now? Why not when he was 15 years old? It's because the Spirit of God was upon him. It's because he was anointed. And the enemy doesn't like the anointing. Because every time someone who is influenced by the evil one 
comes into contact with the anointing, the devil loses. And so the enemy is greatly concerned. And so what needs to happen, there needs to be a mixing with faith in the power of God if yokes and bondages are going to be destroyed. So we see again, he bombards Jesus. He does it for 40 days and 40 nights. I want to say to you tonight that faith is the fuse that sets off the power. And in Hebrews 4, it says, some did not profit by the word that was preached. Now why? Because they didn't, they didn't mix faith with what they heard. Are you listening to me? So as one preacher said, I love this phrase. He said, mix faith with the power of God and the answer will come. Mix faith with the power of God and the work will be done. In a bad situation, it's a real combination. Mix them today and blow the devil away. So we see Jesus did not succumb to temptation. Oh, he's our hero, isn't he? Just raise your hand right now and give him praise. You are our hero, Master. We love you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. And then in verse 14 through 21 of Luke 4, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister. And he sat down. And all of the eyes of them that were in the synagogue, they were fastened upon him. And here's what he said boldly. Because that bunch wasn't mixing faith with what just was preached. He said in verse 21, And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, it's happening right now. Notice what he did. He first went to the Word. They heard. But how many of you know if you don't mix faith with the power of God, there will be no manifestation. In his own hometown, he could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. Only the ones who believe and only the ones who will receive and mix faith will be the ones that get their answers. In closing, look with me at Luke 6, verses 17 through 19. There's a revelation in here. 
He came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to do what? They came to hear him and to be healed of their disease. See, a lot of people want to be healed of their diseases, but they don't want to hear anything. They're too busy to hear. But in the crisis of life, they want their healing. And God in His mercy will do it. Why? Because God's merciful. But oftentimes, people that get their healing lose their healing because they don't hear anything beyond getting their healing. And it's easy to lose what you get if you don't have it strong in your spirit of what belongs to you. It says they came to hear and to be healed. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were what? And the whole multitude, think about that. The whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and he healed them all. If I could just touch him. Because they knew that he was saturated with healing virtue. If I could just touch him. Not the touch of curiosity. Not the touch of I hope so, I wish so. But the touch of faith. Last verse. Luke chapter 8, verse 43 through 48. And a woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him, and she touched the border of his garment. She must have heard something. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind, and she touched his garment. And Jesus immediately said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter, and they were with him, said, Master, the multitude is thronging thee and pressing thee, and how do you say who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody has touched me. Glory to God. This woman with the issue of blood was not a nobody. She was a somebody. And everyone is a somebody. And if somebody's will enter in and just press in and say, if I may but touch the border of his garment, I shall be healed. Somebody in this place is going to get healed. Somebody in this house is going to go away with their manifestation. Hallelujah. Who touched me? And he said, somebody touched me. For I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that that she was not hid, she came trembling, falling before him, and declared unto him for all the people, for what cause she said touched him, and how she was heard healed immediately. And here's what Jesus said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. And faith hasn't been done away with. The power of God is everywhere present to heal. Even in this place, even in this house, He is here.
Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. You are here in this place. And so we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you as our healer. We acknowledge you as Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that healeth us. You are the one who has forgiven all of our iniquities. You are the one who has healed all of our diseases. You are the one, the Redeemer, who redeems our life from destruction. We acknowledge you. Everyone say, I acknowledge you. As my healer. Say these words with me. You were wounded for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon you. And I declare tonight that by your stripes I'm healed and I am made whole. The power of the Lord is present to heal. His power is working in me now. I believe that I receive my healing, my strength, my lifting from any oppression, from any depression. I believe that I receive the power of the Lord to remove any burden and to destroy any yoke. I believe that resurrection power is flowing now in my kidneys. His power is flowing in my knees. Resurrection power is flowing in my blood cleansing me from any sickness and any disease. We corporately join our faith together and all of us with the spirit of faith we receive. We receive. This is my receiving night. I believe that I am healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. You see, it's not a question of trying to get it. Jesus already got it for you. It's a question of us receiving what is already provided. Has he not provided health and healing for us? He said in his word, I'll restore health unto you. And I'm going to heal you of every wound. I want to encourage you to talk to your body. Stop talking about your aches. Stop talking about your pains. And start talking to the aches. Start talking to the pain. Talk to your heart. Talk to your liver. Talk to every organ. And every tissue in your body. Talk to your kidneys. Everyone say this with me. Kidneys, Kidneys. in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I'm calling you healed. I'm calling you you whole whole. right now now. in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of, lot of uh, migraines. Migraines happen oftentimes to, to people. Oftentimes this time of year, a lot of things going on in the air brings you know, sinus congestion and all those things. And it brings migraines. If you've been dealing with migraines this past week or, or a couple of weeks, would you raise your hand? We're going to pray for you right now. You've been dealing with migraines. All right. Is that you? Come on up. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to have Kimberly and Brenda pray for you. In the name of Jesus. Mish, come on down. Amen. Kimberly and Brenda, pray. Ha, ha. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. Everyone say, in the name of Jesus. We have faith in the power of God. God bless you. Come on up. Come on up. Praise the Lord. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. We set ourselves in agreement right now. We set ourselves in agreement in the name of Jesus. Oh, pasorendishtavaradaha. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we just come against those migraines that have come against our sisters in Christ. We take our place. We take our dominion. That's it, Mish. In the name of Jesus. We command it to stop, to desist, to cease in its maneuvers. Ah, in the name of Jesus, we declare it as well. Ha ha ha! Glory to God! Everyone, just go ha ha ha, devil! The power of God is at work. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Sharp pain. Sharp pain in the lower back. Like right here. Sharp pain in the lower back. Who is that person? Okay. Do, do, should we come back there for him? We'll come back there for him. George, come on back here, would you? With me? Ha, ha, ha. Praise God. Sharp pain in the back. Okay. Hallelujah. Is that you, Carolyn? All right. All right. God bless you, sir. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight. I'm so glad that you've come. Praise God. This is George. You might already know him, but we're just going to believe God with you. Amen. For the back. Yeah, this is, this. that's right. In the name of Jesus. Father. Oh, Glory to God. Carolyn, go up front and they'll pray for you up there. Father, we're calling upon the name of Jesus. We call upon the name. Ha ha. The name above every name. The matchless name. The name above every name. Yes, Lord. Lord, just may it saturate him all night long. 
all night long working, working in every fiber of his being, working in every cell in his body. Glory to God. Praise God. Just stay with him for a minute. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice and thank him. The power of God is present to heal right now. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. We team up. We team up, don't we? We're a team. We team up on the on these diseases. Amen? With the grace of God, with the power of God. God loves all of us. Amen? It's His will for us to prosper. His will for us to walk in divine health as our soul prospers. You know, every one of us has got a shield of faith, right? We can take our shield. We can lock our shields together. Amen? You know, one will put a thousand to flight. But oh, glory to God. How many will two put to flight? Thousands and thousands, I believe, are putting to flight, being put to flight tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. To God be the glory. 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 Something about, I don't know what it is for sure, but something about eyesight, something about vision, somebody dealing with something in the area of, of vision, something going on with your eyes. Anybody here tonight? Would you come forward, ma'am? Praise God. Jesus' name. Glory to God. Ha ha. Sam rediste. Tamato rediste. Hallelujah. Praise God, Helen. Amen. I want Brendan and Kimberly to come. Praise the Lord. What's your name? Geneva. Geneva. Good to see you tonight. Thank you for coming. Amen. Praise the Lord. Nothing's too difficult for the Lord. He's here right now. So what's going on exactly with eyesight? Yeah. Okay. Nothing's too difficult for him. Stretch forth your hand toward this dear sister. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Caleb, come here and help me to pray with Helen right here. Helen, something going on with the eyes? Okay. Some pressure? Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you. Another, another, something else is coming up in my heart. And uh, I don't know, you know, for sure if it's somebody in the house or somebody watching online or someone that will be watching or listening in the future. But these three words, it is finished. And because it is finished, you're making the commitment, I am finished 
with this. This, this is over. This is done. Whatever it is, I, I, I don't know what it is. But you're saying, okay, he finished it, and I'm yielding to that finished work of Christ. And I'm saying, it's done. I'm done with this stuff. I'm done with whatever it is. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Who is that tonight in this auditorium? Raise your hand. You're finished. You're done with this. Praise the Lord. Okay. Sweetheart, would you come up or would you just like us to pray for you from here? From from here. Okay. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anybody else? I believe that's a word from God. I believe that's a word from the Lord. So if you all would just stretch forth your hand toward the back of the room. Father, right now, there's been a response to this word. And Lord, we know that you don't say things unless there's power available and great grace available. Hallelujah. We, we, we agree. We agree. We say, yeah, it's done. It's finished. It's over with. Pray in the Holy Ghost, guys. It is finished. It's done. It's over with. It's over with. It's all done. It's all done. It's all done. And if you didn't respond by the uplifted hand and in your heart you're saying it's done, we set ourselves in agreement with you. We declare it's over with. This is done. This is finished and I am finished in the name of Jesus.